What's your favorite scary movie? What's up? Killjoy Jake here. Welcome back to the third episode of the Killjoy Jake podcast, where we, today we are talking about VHS viral with bloody breakdown with Bran. Bran, how are you doing, man? I, I'm doing great, actually. Um, I, I am, I'm going to wear with a badge of honor that I have been invited to the um, less than savory VHS. So I'm here for it, man. I, you know, after your amazing performance in Red Right Hand, I had to, I had to have you on here. I, I just figured it was perfect. It's too perfect. You, you, you're you're amazing at ripping on things. So <laughs> it's, interestingly enough, that's that's what I do on my other channels when I'm not doing the horror movie stuff. Is essentially riffing. So I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. <laughs> so I'm really excited to get into this. Um, I said this in the last podcast. We took a, a week off last week, but um, we're back this week with VHS Viral. I. Definitely feel like this is the the weakest entry from the VHS uh, franchise, but there's still a lot to love, which we're going to get into in a second here, while also critiquing it and <laughs> while making fun of it a little bit. So, um, just just uh, right before we get into this, though, I do want to say um, Brand's channel is phenomenal. Make sure to subscribe to Bloody Breakdown with Brand. Go subscribe. Get him to 2,000 subscribers. Guy's amazing. Love your channel, man. By the Thank way. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've been watching your stuff for a while now too. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And by the way, uh, since it, we were on the topic a minute ago, red right hand needs a sequel. <laughs> we're, so I, um, I'm waiting. I'll tell you this, man, we're, we're coming up with ideas right now. We kind of got a, like an outline of what we want to do. Um, but nothing, nothing, nothing awesome. set in stone like right now. Uh, what, what we want to do is it's going to cost a lot of money. So it's not going right. to, unfortunately, I don't know if it's going to co uh, come out anytime soon, but hopefully, hopefully, right, right. fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but just, just getting into this, just jumping right, heading into this movie. Um, I figured just to start off with this, we'll talk about the framing device, which is kind of like the first thing we see with this movie. It's called Vicious Circles. I think it's... I, what I've talked about in all my other VHS uh, podcasts so far is that typically the framing device for these movies are like the weakest part, in my opinion. But th uh, this one's pretty cool, I think. Uh, what, Brand? What was your, what was your thoughts on like the framing device? What we keep cutting back to throughout this movie. What, what are your thoughts on that? I, I agree with you. I think that the weakest overall VHS film probably has the better of those type scenes because I feel like a lot of the other ones are just so very predictable. Like you kind of know from the very first frame of it, how this is kind of going to play out. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one was, was a little bit more, uh, you know, definitely unpredictable, but it, it takes you on a, a completely different ride than what you're normally accustomed to. I think most of these are normally like confined to one area. Uh, this is pretty much all over the city. It's a little bit less predictable. And, you know, it's like I said, I think it may be the overall weakest VHS, but those sets of scenes that bring it all together, I think they're an improvement over some of the others. 
I and I agree. I like typically I like in like I just said, like um typically those the framing devices for these movies are like, yeah, they're in one place. It's just kind of, you can see what's good, where it's going. You know, people trapped in a creepy apartment somewhere, they get killed. It's, it's the exact same thing in the first two movies. VHS 94 is like not bad with what they do with their framing device, but this is definitely the strongest, surprisingly. Um, I love the kills too in this one. There's the one where the guy gets like stuck to the back of the truck and his feet like start uh, hitting the concrete all, all the right. blood. It's an awesome kill. It's, it's great. Um, love it. Yeah, no, this one is definitely one of the strongest uh, framing devices of the entire um, of the entire series so far, for sure. Um, I think it's it's a little yeah, no, it, it is a little odd, like the, the how the the ending, especially like I to I don't know how you want to do this, but I kind of like just talk about the entire framing device, then we'll just get into the skits. Um, how do you feel about the ending? Because I have some mixed feelings about it. I'm just curious what you think. I I I feel like these movies at least in my opinion have have never really had super strong endings um like i i guess you could argue some of them uh were pretty decent but on the whole i've just never really been like over the moon about a, a vhs ending um I, that's not really where its quality lies and, and there's nothing really wrong with that i mean you can look at a, a movie like nightmare on elm street and the entire movie is just amazing but that ending just it kind of leaves a little something left to be desired. Um, but I mean, it's, it, it, it just kind of fits in with the rest of the franchise for me. I honestly can't say I was going into it looking for a, you know, an over-the-top awesome ending. So it didn't really phase me. Um, but I guess I, my overall criticism would be of this and any other VHS is yeah, the ending could definitely uh, use a little bit of improvement. Um, this one left a lot to be desired for me, just like the rest. It seems like a good setup for an ending, if you mm -hmm. get what I'm saying, but it yes. just, I, something's not clicking for me personally. Cause it's cool that like his girlfriend or whatever, she like gets kidnapped or brainwashed, whatever from the cell phone thing, like cool concept, honestly, for framing device all in all. And the ending, it's like, Oh, something crazy is going to happen. Like it's all this buildup, all this buildup. And then nothing really comes from it. You know, it's like you, you see the city on fire a little bit and you're just like, what? The hell's going on here <laughs> you know, I, want, I wanted a little more like i thought everyone was going to turn like uh you ever read stephen king's cell or see the movie like the, it's kind of the very very similar concept to this right yeah where it's like yeah. everyone gets a message on their phone or something they turn into zombies they start killing each other i thought it was going to go that route like because you know we have this theme throughout the framing device of like people trying to get a video to go viral so i'm thinking what, what if it's the opposite of that like uh your phone giving you a literal virus that makes you go crazy and kill people i thought that's where it was going and we don't really see we don't see that in action so much we kind of just see this uh, ice cream truck going around the town killing people and sending out a crazy signal i don't know it just it feels like a bunch of really cool ideas mixed together and none of them get uh fulfilled i guess is what i'm trying to say right it's like who's who's behind this ice cream truck there's no one in there by the time it's parked uh, it's, I mean, is this some type of paranormal thing going on here? If so, have they not used someone else the way they use the main character and, uh, the, the, the main female character as well in this, this movie? I, I don't know. I just, I have questions. Um, <laughs> it, it just feels like to me, it always has a setup for another scene or two, but you know. I have, yeah, and I have too, I feel like I have too many questions with this one. If that makes sense. Like, I like how some of the VHS skits end where it's like, okay. That was interesting and I want to know more, but like this didn't grab my attention enough to want to ask those questions. You know, it's just like, okay, you just gave me a, a mess of a whole bunch of different crazy scenes and some of them were cool, 
but I never felt like, I, yeah, I never felt like anything was fulfilled or anything. So it's, it's fun. I mean, overall thoughts on it though, before we move on to like the first actual skit though, Bryn. Uh, I mean, j- just as overall, as far as the ending is concerned specifically, is, is that what you mean? <laughs> like, like just for the entire framing device. Well, we just, just the framing device. To, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, like just um, last thoughts on it, I guess. Sure. <laughs> overall, I just say, um, I think that if this movie does deserve like a real gold star in some area, I think it, you know, despite me totally taking a dump on the ending just now, <laughs> I, I say that about almost all of these. Uh, but I, I think that's the area in which this movie probably shines comparatively to the others. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. This is definitely the most creative um uh, framing device that they have throughout any of these movies. Because VHS 94, my one criticism of it, which I'm going to talk about next week, is that, yeah, like the framing device, they kind of just go right back to what they were doing in one and two. And at least this one tried to do something creative. I will give it props for that. But it doesn't go anywhere, which is unfortunate. Because it, it's cool. You know, it feels like another skit, essentially. But it doesn't go anywhere like some of these, like some of the cool skits we get in the movie. So it's unfortunate. <laughs> but... Moving in to the very first actual skit of VHS Viral is Dante the Great, written and directed by Greg Bishop, who also directed the 2016 VHS spinoff movie Siren, which is based off of um, that one skit from the original VHS with the girl who like gets her uh, face split open. Have you have you seen that one, Brandon? Right, right, right. Yeah. I see. I haven't seen um, Siren yet. Uh, I, I've been meaning to. I was actually gonna watch it before I saw 94. I wanted to kind of binge them all, but um, I haven't gotten around to it yet. But it, you know what? I'm open to a lot of these movies uh, having their own kind of spinoffs. I'd love to see more like that. Oh, I agree. There's some of the skits in these movies I feel like could be their own 90-minute film. Because, like, there's some really cool creative ideas in uh, all these movies. I feel like at least all these movies have one really, really good skit. Uh, we're, I'm going to talk about the one. The next one is the one that I particularly like a lot. But Dante the Great, um, it's fine. Uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen Siren either. So, I, you know, I know diss towards Greg Bishop. Uh, he's, you know, I, I'm very excited to see Siren eventually. It's, you know, the great concept that he's working with there. But I just did not, I was not too big of a fan of Dante the Great. I think, they're, I think it's easily one of the weakest VHS skits. But, Bran, what did you think about it? I don't want to shit on your opinion before I say no. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I, this one, for me, can be summed up into, um, I guess the best way to put it for me would be like, so much potential in this idea I don't think was really well executed. Um, I've, you don't really see this much uh, in a horror film or a horror short, the utilization of you know, stereotypical magician-style magic. So I was kind of intrigued by that right off the bat. Like, oh, okay, this is something you don't really see every day. It's, it's not the norm. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, and I kind of dug the idea of uh, the cape and whatever abilities it had. But I just feel like, once again, it was an execution thing. Like, really good idea. Like, um, when, when whoever sat down and actually came up with the treatment for this thing, that was its peak. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, great idea, <laughs> not so much on the execution. I, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the concept is strong here. But my, my biggest problem with it is just how they – frame it like it's it's like in a documentary style which once again doesn't feel like a vhs skit like i feel, I wish this was just a found footage 
uh, like like it would have taken place in like within an hour or something of like a behind the scenes of one of his shows. You know what I mean? And you're like seeing like what he's doing to people after his like amazing like how is he doing this? You know? And then you go into the back and you find out oh it's because he kills people and sacrifices it to the cloak or whatever. Right. That would have been that would have been so much cooler. But they frame it as like it's a real documentary on something that really happened, and, and that uh, it kind of loses some kind of luster. There's not as much mystery behind it with that. If that makes sense. <laughs> right. Like they had the perfect setup with the with the tapes of him making these sacrifices so he can have the capes magic like you have that good setup there and there those those clips are used so sparingly yeah to instead rely more on like what looks like evidence footage and a police you know like you said a documentary about this so what set up yes execution no <laughs> yes <laughs> no i 100 agree uh it, yeah it has some problems like uh one of the big and also just like plot wise i feel like it has some problems as well there's towards the end we get like this fight scene between dante and his like assistant character and the entire time i'm watching this it's filmed in found footage style who the fuck is filming this? Who who is filming this and not like calling more police officers? Like Dante kills like six or seven SWAT members and someone's still just standing there filming this. I would be pissing my pants running away as as far as I possibly could, but no, some dude with like the biggest balls I have ever seen in my life is just filming this whole thing. I don't know. It's it's weird. <laughs> Somebody once told me that they thought it was supposed to be a body cam of uh, of one of the slain people, but I'm like, it's moving. <laughs> right. like you can clearly see that the camera is handheld and moving. So now, that would be cool if like it was a bot. Okay, I never even thought about that. That would kind of fix this whole third part of this uh, skit for me. If it was like from like a slant angle of a dead body or something, and you're just watching the whole fight scene unfold, that would be sick. It would have to be a one take, which would right. probably be harder to film, but that would be <laughs> sweet. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> I, I think uh, the person who told me this was just hoping against hope, honestly, you know, just digging to try to salvage because this person, by the way, uh, uh, contested this is the best VHS film. So you'll have I, that. You know, that's an opinion. <laughs> That's an opinion it's, you can have, dude. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess, man. Uh, I yeah. I there's some creative stuff in this skit. Like there's some cool scenes, but man, it's just it's definitely of what I've seen. Because we were just talking earlier that there's another skit that was deleted. I thought it was weird that this movie only had three skits and that there was an entire scene or an entire um, skit that was deleted for the movie. And I guess it's on the DVD of it, which I've, I personally have never seen. I actually just ordered the DVD on Amazon for my, I was, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was Christmas shopping for some of my friends and I had, I had to get something for myself. And this is the only VHS movie I don't have. So right. I just bought it. I'm going to, I'm going to watch that skit though. Brand, you're telling me that it's uh it's silent. There's no, no audio on it. Well, there, there is, there's some score if I re recall correctly, but there's no dialogue in the film uh, in the short whatsoever. Um, the best I can tell after watching it, uh, it seems as if there is some sort of, uh, I guess, like a, a, a cult or a group that is uh, trailing a, what I'm assuming is a serial killer. Um, but when you watch it, you'll honestly see why the thing was cut, um, even more so than the other. Like, there, I don't think there's a single bit of found footage element to it at all whatsoever. Um, like I said, being uh, completely without dialogue, uh, you can kind of see why it was cut, but at the same token, it, it's a little bit shorter than the others as well, too. 
So maybe it's like, like, cause this one and how you're talking about that, it just seems like they're both underdeveloped. Like it seems maybe that um, they didn't get the gist of the VHS franchise. Like maybe they hadn't seen the other ones or something. Cause it just doesn't neither like how you're describing that one and the Dante, the great one, they just don't feel like they fit into this uh, franchise whatsoever. Like it seems right. like it'd be a cool like side movie or something. Like if you wanted to do a doc style movie on a magician who has a crazy cloak or something cool, but it just doesn't fit in this series for me personally. Right. They, and, and there are, there are parts in this film that do seem like VHS to me, but those two, which I mean, at this point, if, even if you're including that one as, as a, as part of the film, that's already 50% of the shorts in this movie that don't feel like they belong in this movie. You're so right. it's, it's a big problem. It's a, it's a problem. It's yeah. It's probably the biggest problem with this movie. I, I still think there's a lot to love here. Like I think Dante's performance is pretty cool. Um, overall, like I got, I got to give him credit. Like I think he, I think he sells it as the crazy Chris Angel type magician or whatever, you know. But um, I, yeah. I love, I also love that he was white trash too before becoming a uh, a magician. Because being from South Carolina, I have met a couple of Dantes. Um, <laughs> so, so that part was that a nice little icing on the cake for me too. That was very accurate. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> nice yeah no that uh that is actually a stronger scene in this one where he's like doing the magic tricks for his buddy and he messes it up yeah no that that was cool and to see him like get this cloak somehow and then suddenly he's like oh i can do all these magic tricks yeah no that it, it was cool it has some strong parts to it it just uh yeah it, i think it does fail in execution especially in the latter half of it for sure right um would do you have any last thoughts on this though bran uh just for, for me um if, if anyone out there is watching who wants to make a, uh, an entire film or a short regarding uh, magician-style magic and, and not screw it up, I would be uh, very grateful for that because that's something that got me interested and then just completely didn't execute. So that would be fantastic. I, yes, I, I agree with that statement. <laughs> I, I like that because, yeah, it's there's so some odd. cool stuff. Yeah, it's it's executed so it's executed so weird in a way I just don't like. But I do love the idea of a magician who really like has to kill people to perform real magic. It's cool. It's a cool idea. Um, just not executed well. Yeah. No, I I would con I concur with that, Bran. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on into and make fun of me all you want, but I believe Parallel Monsters, written and directed by Nacho Vigalando, is this the writer director's name? Honestly one of my favorite VHS skits. I think that concept alone, this one is so cool. It deals with the multiverse and like how different things can be in other dimensions and how that can just really fuck up your day as our lead character here learns. Um, I, I really enjoyed this one. Also just real quickly to comment on the writer director, uh, not his name is Nacho. I'm just gonna refer to him as Nacho because that last name is, uh, it's tough. I, I'm not good at pronouncing stuff, Bran. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Yeah. He um he wrote a he wrote and directed a movie called two in in two thousand seven called uh, Time Crimes, which this one his skit in VHS deals with like alternate dimensions and like moving through moving sideways through time. But he actually made a movie about a it's a slasher film that deals with time travel. So he's clearly interested in like that whole kind of subgenre of horror, which is which is cool. I've never seen the film, but it has a really high score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is why I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. Getting into uh, Parallel Monsters, though, this one, I I personally really like it. Like I said, I think it's a lot. I think it's very different and uh, creative with just the concept alone. Brand, what did you think about this one? This uh, short does not belong in this movie. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it belong. It it feels like VHS two to me for some reason. I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on what exactly it is, but it really feels like it. This movie or this short should have been a part of VHS two. Uh, I I love this easily for me. The the best short film of the entire movie. Um, it's it's intriguing. It's I I like horror that plays the uh suspense long game and this one for a short film to do that and do it like actually really well i i enjoyed that and and it once again once the ball has officially started rolling it doesn't stop um it's got a really amazing ending just an overall cool story uh and just intriguing from the very first frame so yeah it's it's my favorite out of all of the shorts in vhs viral Oh, I, yeah, I totally agree. It's like I said, it's definitely one of my, my favorite VHS skits concept alone. And then the suspense, yeah, the suspense, man. Oh my God. You start, you start off and it's just kind of like, it's pretty chill. You know, the guy lives with like, he's got a, a wife, he's got a nice setup and all that. And then his, uh, he creates this portal to a, another a dimension parallel to his, as the title would suggest. But it's, it's very different as he learns quickly that, <laughs> that the people there are not quite people. <laughs> What, no. um, what, when did you, what was your, like your first indication that something was fucked up in the parallel universe besides the fact that you're watching a horror film? Right. <laughs> I, was about, I hit play. Um, I, I'm trying to think back on what exactly was like the first thing, honestly, that really unsettled me because it, it's, it's weird for me because as soon as he goes through the door, I was automatically unsettled. Like you said, because you know where we are, you know the environment we're in. But like the one thing I guess that really tipped me off, um, one of the things that caught me off guard was his his wife in in his dimension or his uh, you know universe uh, seemed so toned down in what we saw of her. So whenever you do see the new wife here in this other dimension, she automatically gives off a different vibe. Like for me, that was it. Like I, I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but she's a part of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. That's that's a really good point because I like where my head goes in this skit is like talking just all about like the creepy imagery and stuff. You get like the bag of organs and stuff in the living room and like the two guys that like are there for some reason. You're like, what the hell's going on? But that's a really good point because immediately one of the first things that uh, our main character runs into is the other version of his wife. And she's just acting so different from how we saw her literally five minutes ago. She's a completely different person. And it's like, okay, like that's expected from a parallel dimension, but like, she's kind of still, it's like weird. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable. You're immediately, you're automatically uncomfortable the, the first time like right. they have a conversation together. Um, his name is Alfonso. I have that in my notes. There we go. I'm like, wow, I'm completely forgetting this. Um, but yeah, I, I think that one of the coolest things about this skit is that you're maybe thinking that it's like, okay, maybe they're like, like they're pagans or something. They're part of a, um, some kind of like crazy cult or something. No, they're demons. <laughs> they're demons with like these messed up uh, snake-like genitalia. That is, uh, that's horrible. <laughs> they run outside and they're like in this little park or something. And the guys just whip out these like alien right. dicks or some shit. <laughs> like, what, the fuck? <laughs> what is going on in this scene? <laughs> it, 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 it looks like the thing uh, uh, chasing uh, Kirstie at the end of uh, Hellraiser. Like, <laughs> That's what it looks yes. like. <laughs> Some type of demon phallus. We're not really sure. 
some kind of Cenobite penis or some shit, right? <laughs> Yeah, that, right, I'll that's... say one thing though about uh, one thing uh, in this universe, this uh, demonic universe that I think is an improvement over our current universe is the punishment for domestic abuse. Yes, one hundred percent. Like they're totally fine with like eating organs or whatever, and then like whipping <laughs> their their demon penises out at the park. But <laughs> domestic abuse, hell no, no. The no. punishment for that is death. You get Venus is... fly trapped. <laughs> right. That is that is a really interesting thing. Like it never you it never really stops with the the di- you never. What I'm trying to say, I guess, is like there's so many differences between the two dimensions. Like there is it, right. it is nonstop. You are rolling with learning about this other dimension and how wildly different it is from ours. And I think even to the last beat, like you're like you were saying, like we literally see that through the portal, like when our our Alfonso makes it back to our dimension and he's closing the portal, you see that happen real quick. Like his wife is, kills the other Alfonso and then the portal goes down and she says something like, I must, uh, you you punched me. So I'm I'm killing you now, domestic abuse. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's, it never stops with the mystery aspect either. It's suspenseful all the way through. Like the whole, the whole time he's like trying to get downstairs and stuff. You're just like, you're tensed up. It's done really well. I, I, I really like this one. But then the ending, <laughs> but brand, the oh, ending is yeah. so upsetting. It's, it's almost kind of silly and fun, you know, for a while. It's a little suspenseful, but then it gets dark at the ending. What, what did right. you think about the very, the very end of this though? Um, it's, it's one of those things for me, like anytime you see something and uh, like anything that you would personally consider, like I'm a little uncomfortable, you know, I, I automatically wait, you know what I'm saying? I wait I'm not one of these people that goes, yep, can't do that. I'm, I'm moving on. I wait and kind of see where they're going with everything just to see, is the story good enough to even warrant, you know, doing something like that? Like, is it, is the art good enough? Um, I, I think in this one, it, it, it is. Uh, I think it's a good story that's being told. But, yeah, it gets dark and it gets really uncomfortable toward the end of this thing. Um, but overall, I mean, is that – in a manner of speaking, that's what a lot of these movies are out to do, to make you uncomfortable. Uh, yes. So, yeah. I, once again, uh, ending included, I got to say, this, this one is the main reason to own VHS Viral. Like, uh, I don't care if you uh, have it downloaded. I don't care if you have a physical copy of it. This should be the main reason in having it. I, and I, I agree, man. Uh, the, the ending of this one, yeah, it's... Uh... It's, it's disturbing. I think it's really interesting because he thinks he's safe. You get this false sense of security and then he gets stabbed in the, in the chest multiple times by his, his wife who thinks he has a demon penis. Um, right. <laughs> it's, I, I love it. I think it's, uh, it's, it's really genius writing. It's obviously a, a tragedy for our Alfonso. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I just love the last, the last line of my notes is like, I just love the law about the domestic abuse. So, so funny, yeah. very darkly funny. Um, I, I love this skit. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a, a lot of fun. I say that when it ends so horribly. But, um, <laughs> Bran, do you have any last thoughts considering this one? I, I once again, I do want to say I completely concur about this one being the best skit in this movie, and it's definitely a reason to own this one and, and to check it out. Uh, yeah. Overall, like we were talking earlier about certain of these shorts actually having their own film, this is one I would actually enjoy seeing. Yes. 
almost like a like a 90 minute version of this but instead of them like trading universes at, at first like maybe they like develop a relationship or something the two alfonso's you're slowly learning about the other universe kind of and you're getting like some weird vibes but then they switch universes and then it just all goes to hell in the, in the third act all right that yeah, would I be kind of sick the door shuts you know how do you get back you there's unlimited possibilities out of a story like that i think oh yeah oh yeah there's so much you could do with that that would be a, that would be a fun one for sure um yeah that could be a franchise onto itself honestly oh yeah Oh, that's that's interesting enough to make an entire franchise out of, especially because like with alternate dimensions, it suggests that you do, wouldn't have to explore the same dimension every movie. Like you could have a character who's going to different dimensions every single uh, every every movie in a, in a franchise, theoretically, and then like experiencing some different kind of fucked up shit from a different creative mind. You know, you know what I'm saying? That'd be kind of sick. The quantum leap of horror. I'm, I'm here <laughs> for it, man. There you go. Yeah, there's so much you can do with that. I, I love it. That, yeah, that's that's sweet, man. Um, yeah, I, I also wanted to say that that one was clearly uh, probably one of the most difficult VHS skits to film because you really only have like two main characters who are playing two different characters that are technically the same character. So uh, I got to commend both our main actors and actress here uh, for giving a wonderful performance as two characters who are technically the same. <laughs> so yes. That's how you, it, can't, you can't, you can't leave out the two demon penis gentlemen as well. You oh, know? you're right. You're, they, Just, they gave a good performance as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> demon penis gentlemen. Can you imagine the, uh, <laughs> like what's, what's the process like that to get hired for that? Like what is, okay. So you're going to have to wear, a rather large demon penis prosthetic. Um, like, Imagine that being like your only movie credit. You're like, oh yeah, I'm the I'm demon penis guy number two in VHS viral. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'll, you know, I'll take it over nothing. <laughs> you know what I right? mean? Like it's something. It's a, it's a credit to the old IMDb page. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wherever those guys are, you know, I hope they're I hope they're just living life. I hope they're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, one last thing on this, and I swear to God, I'll move on. But like, do you think they kept those the wieners? Oh, <laughs> uh, if it was up, if if it was on the table, like if they were like, yeah, yeah, sure, you can have. I'm taking it. Oh, if yeah. I'm in their shoes. Yeah, I'm taking that. Hanging I'm that up on the wall. The, I was just gonna say, I'm hanging that up on my wall, like a, <laughs> like a, some big game I hunted or something. You know? Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. Yeah, like like we both said, this is easily the best one. But moving on to Bone Storm, that I, is is frustrating for me personally. Written and directed by Justin Benson, who is now going to be in charge of the new Moon Knight Marvel series, which is kind of interesting. Um, what did you What did you think of Bone Storm, Bran? I, I I feel like I'm not as I'm not as frustrated with with this one as I am the first and uh, the the skit that was actually removed from the film. Those frustrate me a little bit. Uh, Great Dante and, and the extra they frustrate me a bit. This one is probably my second favorite, um, but on the other on the other hand, it's there's not like a lot of competition. Let's say that. So, um, <laughs> despite its second place ranking for me in this movie. It's it, it definitely left a lot to be desired. I think in the same way that Dante the Great did. Like, I could, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think that this is some uh, fantastic idea, but once I saw what they were doing, it was another thing where I I felt like it probably could have done better. This idea isn't a lost cause, um, but you know, 
hey, hey it's, it's better than two of the others. I'll, I'll give it that. I, I don't think I could have said it better. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the second best. Um, but it could be so much better is, is how I feel about it. Like it's a cool, there's some cool things here. There's some like the Zonda skeletons that are like, that they're smacking apart with the skateboards and stuff. It's cool. But your characters are just so unlikable. I mean, they are such dicks. Like it is, it's tough to watch these guys throughout the whole runtime. Um, but you're almost not rooting for them, you know? Right. Right. I mean, it's like who, okay. So let's go, uh, pick me up out of uh sophomore year in high school and let's see if i'm someone you want to root for because that's what they did in (laughs) essence they put like 16 17 18 year old boys or whatever uh out here and gave them the personality of said characters um so it's it's just one of those things like it's um it's like the Halloween resurrection of VHS viral. I don't care about any of these characters. They could all die, live, whatever. I'm not invested. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It's just it, like, if, if I liked these characters more, I would be like uh, in suspense feeling like kind of freaked out with his ending. And it, yeah, I, I would say it kind of accomplishes that, but not as much because I don't like the characters. You spent the whole first part of this skit <laughs> introducing these like horrible characters that are just dicks to everyone really. And you don't like, because of that, you don't have any sympathy towards them in when they actually start getting attacked, when they go to Tijuana and they're just getting attacked by all these like demons or whatever, cult members that are, what, what are they trying to do? Like bring up some demon like or something with the blood? Right. Yeah, there's uh, lots of questions with this one too. Right. I, I will say one thing though. I, I think if this if this type of short or film in general exists, it's probably better that it is found footage because thinking about this movie being filmed in, in standard uh, terms sounds way worse to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I also think that with the found footage aspect, you have a lot more opportunities to have like scares and uh, different like really like scary scenes because like when you are filming something from like POV, a POV shot like that, it, um, it has this level of suspense that I feel like you don't get from just like typical, like filming a movie with typical cinematography because Agreed. you're actually, you are forced to be in that person's shoes that way. And it's, it's scary. It's, it's it, because of that, it's almost effortlessly suspenseful, but it could have been done better because if you would have right. set this thing up like your typical movie where you're introducing characters and you're like falling, you're not falling in love with them, but you're like, you're liking them. You're like, oh, I like these guys. I would hang out with them. I would not hang out with these guys. They're total dicks. No. <laughs> I would avoid them at all costs, like right. cross the street type thing. Yes, exactly. I, I totally agree. Um, I have a few notes about this one. Like, I think it does have some cool stuff. Like there's that the blood that lights on fire is pretty cool. I think it's a little like the CGI. Yeah. Like, eh. But it's cool. Like it's cool. This this there's like a this one close up shot on one of the skeletons where it's like its teeth are chattering or something. That's fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like that's, there's there's a lot of fun moments here, and I think it could be better. And that's why I think I'm so frustrated with it. I, I always get really frustrated with things that are could like have the potential to be great, but they're not. But they're not quite there. Like how do how do you feel about that, Brandon? No, I I totally agree. That that's that's one of the reasons. Like going back to Dante the Great. It, this one, I, I have similar feelings toward it because, it, like, anytime you can present me with an idea that really is appealing, and I like, I, I'll, I'll get, I'll get pretty hyped about something like that. Like, wow, I haven't seen something like this, or, you know, whatever the situation may be. So whenever I see an execution of something like that, and it's, it's, 
it's not even that it just you know doesn't quote unquote make my standards it's just that it's flat out disappointing like in whatever metric you want to use that's one of the most frustrating things to me yes yeah no i i I agree it's man that's how i feel about this whole movie it's just like it's so close to being another good installment but then it's just not quite there which it's frustrating because of that it's you're you're like damn this could have been another great vhs movie but they just kept pumping them out one after another every year it's like it's, it's almost like if they would have just given this another year to like figure itself out and develop it a little more like it would have been a better sequel right it's just unfortunately not quite there and kind of killed the franchise for a while until this year thankfully so. right <laughs> it, it's it's something you definitely have to be uh, aware of because i mean like even as financially successful as like paranormal activity or saw films were I mean, there's there's no doubt the longer they went year after year annually making these films that there was a, a steady downgrade in quality. Yes. So it's, you know, it's, it's I, I guess it's one of those things where they figured this may not be hot long, let's jump on it while we can, but it's never a good idea to do it. And like, because you have th- basically three or four different film sets going on with this movie, opposed to like your typical horror movie where it's like, it's just one long story. This is like, it, most of these movies are four, four to five stories of like a framing device and then four skits. With this one, I feel like they, they had to, like they literally had to cut an entire skit because it didn't come out the way that they wanted it to. If they would have just given it one more year, like I feel like if you take two years on this one instead, because like they rushed these out one after another. When the first one came out 2012, next one's 2013, this one's 2014. If they would have given it another year, I feel like these ideas could have been more developed and then we would have gotten a much better movie. But it feels a little rushed, especially the Dante the Great One and Bone Storm, in my opinion. No, I, I totally agree. Like, like you said, uh, and, and that that other short, it was cut so close to the deadline. It, it barely, barely didn't make it into this film. So it just kind of goes to show you how things were probably not exactly running like a well-old machine behind the scenes. Right. Okay. Now I haven't I haven't seen Gorgeous Vortex. I, I wish I I I'm sad that I haven't honestly, but. Do you, th- where do you think this would fit into the film? Like, cause like typically they layer their skits out. Like, like the first one's typically really good. And the last one's really strong. I feel like how these movies are typically set up. Where do you think this one would go if it was kept in the movie? Uh, somewhere in the middle, honestly, second or third, because it's, it's so it's harmless, but it's, you, you may watch the entire thing and not even realize you've watched anything like that's how it's, that's it's just the most disappointing review. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's there's like one visual I remember of this entire group standing together and and the killer who is a female killer by the way, which that's that's cool. It's yeah. very it's different and and she it looks like maybe she uses her sexuality to uh, to allure people. Um, so that I mean that's it's it's got it's got the same problems uh dante and uh the um uh, was it bone um, bone storm bone storm have yeah. and, and and kind of the overall arching problem with the entire film uh stands for um uh, parallel monsters was it um, yeah parallel monsters is that middle one yeah it the overall arching problem i i'd say it transcends into the uh the extra that we didn't see as well it seems like there was a good idea but the execution is just kind of lacking in certain important areas. 
that's it's such a shame you know because like i feel like all of these could have been really good but they're just not which is yeah that's 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 <laughs> just how i feel yeah it's just how i feel about well, it. It sucks. I, I think that's a great review actually <laughs> it feels like this should be good but it's just not Right, right. Like, I feel like if you wrote these down on paper and were like, hey, this is the idea for the skit, okay, I'm all about that, you know? But then you see it and you're just like, oh, God, you know? Um, right. Like yeah, a, just I a mean, book of treatments would suffice. <laughs> you didn't have to make the movie, I guess. Right, right, which is so, so disappointing. Yeah, it, it definitely, unfortunately, deserves that 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I... I love these movies nonetheless. I mean, I, I'll Same. be honest with you, man. I've seen VHS viral like three or four times now. Like, and I'll, I'll admit like two times it was for like, the, one was for this podcast and like I've watched it for like another video I did. <laughs> so I was forced to watch it, but I've watched it twice on my own for my personal enjoyment. I, I like, nonetheless, I think even though I feel like the execution on these, on this, on all the skits and this entire movie in general isn't all that isn't done all that well i do feel like it's very creative and you don't see that a lot in very right. popular horror movies nowadays i, I it, it's fun it's it's a fun movie i it's like it, it falls into the category for me as it's not well made but it's fun you know it's it's it, guilty pleasure maybe i guess even though i don't like that term uh that's kind of what it where it is for me i agree i agree i yeah um, I love this. Like I've been, I, the reason I started off my friend, my whole podcast with like this franchise is because I, I love it so much. I think that some of the most creative inventive ideas we've gotten in the horror universe in the past 10 years or so have come from this franchise really. And I, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of, t that's high praise, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I, I don't, I know we're shitting on this movie, but I do want to say it's fun. It's a good time. I still recommend it. I recommend all the VHS movies to, to, to watch just right. from creativity and ideas, concepts that are mildly fleshed out, especially in this film, um, to check out. It's, it's, worth, it's worth the watch for sure. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Do you, um, anything else you want to add to this podcast before we start wrapping things up, Bryn? Um. No, I just I think um, I think we've kind of much uh, pretty much said everything that we can say about this movie. I, I, but I just would like to say that um, does it deserve its uh, bottom of the barrel ranking? Yes. But is it fun? Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, that's that is a perfect note to end this podcast on. I feel now I know this is a shorter podcast, but like uh, we were talking about earlier, there was an entire skit that was cut from this movie. So it's it's what what is the runtime of this thing? Only like eighty one minutes or something. It's a short movie, you know. It's, it's very <laughs> short, and like like I said earlier, even that extra that's cut out, it's like three minutes maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah, no wonder it was cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's even the point you know pretty much silence at that yeah yeah well that's disappointing i i'm still excited to watch it just because it's like another vhs skit i've never seen you know i'm still still down to check it out um gonna be sick but yeah i just wanted to say one more time brand make sure to check out brand's channel bloody breakdown with brand go check it out on youtube get this man to 2,000 subscribers god damn it <laughs> that's what i say <laughs> I'm, I'm watching, I, I got, uh, I just put your page up on my recommended channels and I like, I get to see like everyone's sub count every now and then. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? You. Why is this guy not at like 2000 subscribers? It's, you, you know what? It's my own fault. It is my own fault. I go through, I go through these like whole ages of where I'll upload and upload and upload. And then I just vanish onto my other channel for like six months. I take responsibility for it, but I have been doing a lot of content lately. So I'll pat myself on the back there. 
Hell yeah, man. Everything you put out is really good too. You always have like highest of quality too. I just want to say like, I really, I really like your videos, man. Uh, make sure to subscribe to his page. Uh, and you know, I gotta put the shameless plug in there, man. I, I gotta say subscribe to Killjoy Jake. This is literally going to my, my channel. I don't know why the hell I'm even saying fuck, this, but fuck yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> just the hell keep hitting those doing? red buttons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, are you, what are you doing with your life? Have you not subscribed yet? Exactly. What do you, what do you have friends instead of horror movies? Fuck out of here. <laughs> get the, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> friends are for nerds. Um, <laughs> But thank you all for listening to yet another crazy podcast with a very special guest. Uh, make sure to follow me on my socials. All of that junk is in the description below. You know, uh, you know all that crap. I'm feeling just bummed out after after this podcast. Not because of you, Brand, but just because this movie wasn't as good. I'm mildly frustrated. So we're we're, we're going to end things here. I'm very excited to talk about my favorite entry in this franchise next week, VHS 94. Brand, did you see that real quick before we end this? Oh, yes, I did. And I love, I love it. I felt like, I feel like a lot of people feel like about, um, you, you hear people say, man, I really wish Scream 4 had been Scream 3. I really wish VHS 94 had been VHS viral. I, that, I, that's all I'll say. Yes, I 100% I agree. I'm very excited to talk about that. It's the only VHS movie where I feel like every, all four of the skits are solid. Like it is, all the four of them are really, really good. I'm very excited to get into that next week. We sh uh, don't know who the guest is going to be for that yet. So don't quote me on anything with that. But we're going to wrap this up. Thank you all again for listening. And as always, don't forget to kill it out there, y'all.